Hey everyone, my name is Kristen Sims and I'd like to give you a warm welcome to today's episode of CAA Tech Talks. This podcast is a platform CAA is using to shine a light on one of the fastest growing fields in the workforce industry, information technology. Though it's expanding at a rapid speed, it seems to be a challenge for individuals in our community to take the first step into what could be a lifelong career field. Our hope is to bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be by sharing some good resources, great opportunities, and stories from people like you who broke into IT and haven't looked back since. In the spirit of celebrating Father's Day this weekend, today we'll be speaking with Derek Sanders, a tech hobbyist who turned his passion into a successful project management career. Derek graduated from Withrow High School in Cincinnati, Ohio, and went straight into the Navy branch of the Armed Forces. With an interest in audio engineering buddy, he came home to attend Specs Howard Radio Broadcasting School of Media Arts in Detroit, Michigan. Once life set in and he started building a family, his career took him to the retail industry to provide for his wife and children. Though he worked full-time, his creative outlet started becoming a bit expensive. Once he started building his own devices to save money, it sparked the journey to eventually obtain his Scrum Master Certificate for Agile Business Practices. Let's listen in as Derek discusses the necessity of people skills, how mental toughness can help you persevere, and how he turned his hobbies into his hustle. How you doing today, Derek? How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today on CAA Tech Talks. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into IT? Okay. Uh, first, glad to be here. Awesome. Thank um, you. <laughs> my journey to IT uh, really started um, from my hobbies and um, some personal things I do, as well as I was a retail manager. Okay. Um, so I started in retail um, in the technology side first. Um, so I was a retail manager at an old company called Sun TV when I first moved back to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And I was a manager over the computer and home office area. Okay. Uh, so that was my original step into it. Um, from there, I went to a private company that used to be in business here, started by a local engineer, um, I believe from GE. And he had a computer company called Micro One Computer Center. And I managed their retail business in custom configuration for computers um, for, you know, people back then in the early 90s that were configuring their own system. Um, I've always been a computer geek because of my um, hobbies. I built my first computer, you know, when I was working at the retail store. So I knew a lot about technology from, as a hobbyist. So as a retail manager and a tech hobbyist, I said, why don't I just join those two and go back to school for IT? Nice. So I went back to school for IT. Um, I got a associate's degree in network administration um, from the University of Phoenix. And then I got a bachelor's degree in system analysis from the University of Phoenix. That's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. And I did that with kids and car notes and house notes and, <laughs> and all of that. So it, it, it was it was a challenge um, to shift careers midlife. Yeah. Um, uh, but it ended up working out and paying off for me. That's amazing. That's amazing. It takes an immense amount of determination. But you got it done. So kudos mm-hmm. to you. Um, so do you have, you mentioned that you had an associate's and a bachelor's in the IT arena. Do you have any certification? Uh-huh. Um, now, I, I have a what they call a Scrum certification, and Scrum is a, it's a framework that they use. It's a system of management um, for projects and application development. Okay. 
Nice. Uh huh. Uh, so I am. Uh, well, my career in IT is that of a project manager. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but I came up through project coordination, BA, and you know, and then I got into project management. And it's funny how I end up a scrum master. I was studying for my PMP, which is the project manager certification. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really tough test, and I set goals for myself. Yeah. Um, so that year, I set a goal to have my PMP by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I got to October and I thought, I am not ready. <laughs> but meanwhile, I had been studying, keeping up, you know, my craft. I had been studying Agile. Mm-hmm. I took a practice test for the Scrum Master certification and I scored like a 75 or 80. Nice. So I studied for two weeks and I actually passed that certification. Okay. And once I put that certification on my LinkedIn and my resume, from there on, I was a scrum master. Okay. <laughs> so, so it was just, it's still in high demand. Yeah. Now, some of my roles were hybrid where I was a scrum master slash project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scrum master certification is uh, is what I went for. That's what was in demand at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was it was very helpful for my career. Well, what does a typical day in your current role look like? Uh, typically I, now I manage three teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so my typical day uh, out of the three teams, we have what we call daily standups. Mm-hmm. So one team is an IT team. They uh, do the development work. Yeah. I meet with that team daily, uh, a 15 to 30 minute meeting. I have another team that's a production team. It's an IT team. And then I also help to manage the business operation team. Nice. So I do a stand up every day with the IT team, three times a week with the other IT team, and two times a week uh, with the business team. So basically, my typical morning is to log in, read emails, and go into my <laughs> meetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, really, there, there's a joke floating around um, LinkedIn, and it's very true in a lot of IT environments I've been in. What's that? So it, the, the character calls everyone into the office, and he said, all right, we're going to stay in this meeting until, we're fi- until we figure out why work is not being done. Mm-hmm. And so the joke is that it's too many meetings in IT. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and, and that's true in a lot of environments, but as a IT manager, um, I do spend quite a bit of time in meetings, organizing, coordinating. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a um, specific purpose to the stand-up meetings for my role. Okay. Uh, it, it, the stand-up meetings are really for the developers to make sure that they're on, on track and on target to finish their work in what we call iterations in, in Agile. Yeah. Uh, we do two weeks iterations. Uh, so we have to make sure that we're on target to finish the work that we uh, committed to. Right. Now, part of my job is to listen for what they call impediments Mm -hmm. or blockers. Right. And to go handle those impediments and blockers that come out of the stand-up. So sometimes the stand-up can be 10 minutes, but when there's an issue, we might have to discuss a little further. And a lot of times there's action items for me to take as a manager to go move impediments out of the way so that the development team can reach their goal. So it sounds like you definitely use the concepts that you learn in your certification in your everyday work. I do, um, but here's I look at the certification as theory. Okay. So certification is theory, but depending on your team, your company, 
your company's commitment to the process and all of those things come into play. So you have to see where you are realistically and, and remember the theory. And then you and what you're trying to do is get that team and that company to kind of fit the theory a little bit better. Um, because the thing about a personal opinion about certifications and personal opinion, um, they do help when you're applying for a position. They give you a leg up, so to speak, over someone that don't have the certification. Okay. But I think certifications came about because companies wasn't sure what they were looking for in IT resources. So they say, oh, if I just hire someone with a PMP, then they know the process. Well, you hire someone with a PMP that don't have people skills. What happens to the process? It fails. Exactly. It's, it might be critical in helping you land a job. Yeah. But it's, 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 to me, it's secondary in how successful you are at the job. Because there are a lot of dynamics in, to, in play for every team. And you can go, you can be with the same company and go from one team to another in the dynamics the people on the team, the way the team is structured, the leadership can change everything about that team. So what worked on your last team is not going to work on your next team. You have to be flexible. You have to understand where you are. You have to understand what you're doing right and what your quick wins are. You know, I call it the low-hanging fruit. What can I move the team to? And and I would tell people, I, I it's a position that I coach uh, called a, a product owner. Um, so a product owner is, is, is a member of the team. And as a scrum master, you're constantly coaching the product owner. But the product owner kind of sets priority for what the team is working on. And then they liaison with the business for what the business expects. So in my role, I'm typically coaching uh, the product owner. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's really tricky. Um, because just just with that one position, a product owner, depending on their skill set and ability, mm-hmm. it it can change the whole dynamics of the team. Wow! So so you're managing to a lot of things other than what you learned in that certificate. Right. So. Right. But so it sounds like the the helm of it is the better your people skills are, the more helpful it will be for you in a project management role. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and actually, I would uh, I would add to that. I know we're speaking specifically about IT, but in life, okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> treat people well. Yeah, be concerned, and, and that'll make you a successful manager. And then um, processes and tasks you can teach. Okay, um, some people call them soft skills, and I I started changing my term my term to essential skills. Because okay. soft skills are those, you know, those communication skills, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the ability to communicate and motivate people. Uh, they refer to as soft skills, but I call them essential skills because essentially you can't get anywhere without it. So I don't care how much book smarts you got or how much technical knowledge you have. Uh, it takes a team to complete what needs to be done. And if you're in a position like mine and you can't motivate that team to get things done, becomes problematic, uh, even if you have all the studies and certifications that's out there. That's a great precursor to the next question that I have for you. As a minority in the IT field, have you faced a unique set of challenges, especially being a project project manager? Uh, yes. 
And uh, uh, for the listeners, it, it's funny how questions like that resonate differently with people okay. based on their experience. Um, as a minority or a black person or whatever term you like to use, there are certain things you deal with in this society. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change in IT. Okay. Um, you still have to deal with those things. Um, I still teach my kids, no matter what field you're going in, uh, anything from a janitor to the president of the United States, you're going to deal with those systemic problems in our society. Uh, so IT is no different. Gotcha. Um, I will say I haven't had any blatant outright um, situations that I could call out. Mm-hmm. Um but you can still feel it. Uh, um, when I go to meetings, it can be 50 people in the room. There might not be another black male or one or two. Uh, but I can be in a room full of uh, 100 IT professionals, and I would struggle to find another uh, other black males. Um, I mean, I could probably count on one hand most of the time in the meeting at large. So there's a disparity there. What do you think makes you successful and keeps you in the IT field? Um, I think it, it. I think it goes beyond any type of training or any type of hard work that I've put into it. I think it goes down to the character of of who I am. Um, I had talks with my father, uh, you know, when I was young, and things I realized as a young man that in order, no matter what this world throw at me. It's up to me to navigate it. I don't have time to, dis- to, to sit around and say what's fair and what's not fair. If I'm discriminated against every time, uh, two out of five times that I go to a job interview, I just need to go to 10 job interviews. I could cry about it and say, oh, it's not fair. You know, the two times that I was the most qualified candidate, I was looked over for whatever reason. Or... I can keep on pressing until I get what I want. But if you're asking why I've been successful, mm-hmm. um, because I'm determined and I navigate and I plan and I work hard. Amazing. So to get that degree was hard. Mm-hmm. To get that degree and realize I couldn't get a job mm-hmm. was harder. Mm-hmm. Uh but I had to stick with it. And, and I mean, it was really hard because I had a family. And when I left retail, I was making probably 25% of my salary going into IT or less. Okay. So I was on a fast track. I had to get back. I, and I had it all written down. Like by year three, I need to be back up to my salary. By year five, I need to do this. And by year this, I need to double what I was making when I was in retail. So you sat down and created... A checklist of goals yep. for yourself. Roadmap. And your audience can't see, but see that board over there? Uh-huh. I still do that. So um, where we're sitting in my studio, uh, you'll see all the little sticky notes to the right. I absolutely do. I see yeah. the stack of Were things I wanted to accomplish. Um, you color coded. Color coded, yeah, because <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to build my record um, video studio. Mm-hmm. I wanted to build launch my YouTube channel. I wanted to uh, uh, property do a property investment. Mm-hmm. So everything to the right is what I actually accomplished of goals that I set a year ago. Wow. 
As you reflect on your journey to becoming an IT professional, is there anything you would have done differently? Um, and once again, this is uh, just based on my character. I tend not to focus on things that I can't change. So, um, but, but one good reason why I say no is because the journey has been largely successful for me. Um, but had I fell flat on my face, no regrets. Uh, and that's just, you know, that's the type of... I completely of pro- understand that. I tr- if I try something and it failed, it failed. No time to cry over spilt milk. What's the next thing? But the key to that is the fact that you put yourself out there and try it. Exactly. And regardless of if you felt like you were going to be successful or fail, and I can hear that when you talk about working your processes. Mm-hmm. Because some people shy away from that because they want to be perfect. Yeah. But when you're working a process... Working the process is a job in itself because you have to figure out what works and what doesn't and then go back to the drawing board and you can't cry over spilled milk because you have something to accomplish. Exactly. So that tenacity um, to to get to the end result is valuable. That's a very valuable skill set. So this is our signature question, our last question. Mm -hmm. What has tech done for you? It's given me an opportunity because I've been able to leverage it to help provide for my family most important thing. Mm-hmm. Once again, I left retail, got into tech, and within three years, I doubled my salary. Wow. You know, well, maybe five years, but somewhere in there, <laughs> somewhere in there, I took a big drop. I dedicated, focused, worked hard, but at some point, I actually doubled the salary that I was at in retail. Um, another thing is, as a hobbyist, uh, you know, doing the video production, music production, DJ, and all the other things that I do, for all of my hobbies, tech actually allowed me to perform and compete on a level um, with professionals right from my home. So I can actually produce a professionally engineered song in my little recording studio using technology. I can produce, um, I have a video studio here, I can produce my own video talk show, whatever I wanted to do. And that's leveraging technology. So of all the things, and that's actually what got me into technology, is my hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. I started leveling technology to save myself money because my hobbies cost too much money <laughs> and I couldn't enjoy them. Right. <laughs> so, But if I build a computer that allowed me to produce my music at home, you know, that's a one-time investment and now I saved all that money. Tech. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you went to Withrow, so you know, yeah, Withrow is excellence. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm not sure how much time we have, but I did want to say this is beautiful. Um, by me, you know, going into tech and, like I say, going to meetings and not seeing people that look like me, um, I'm very happy to see, uh, you know, the interest. And if there's anything you or your listeners or anyone would like to follow up, um, I can make myself available for conversations or Absolutely. anything else. Um, I, w- I would love to uh, be able to play a part in seeing more um, African-Americans, minorities, bridge that gap into technology. 
Well, that's definitely what we're here for, and we sincerely appreciate your time. Thank you, Mrs. Sanders, for sitting down and having a conversation with us about tech and just bringing your expertise to the table. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.